Welcome to the First Church Message of the Week podcast. Thanks for listening in. Merry Christmas from us at First Church. At the time of Jesus' birth, Bethlehem wasn't the largest or most well-known city in Israel. It was a city with a great past, like being known as the home of King David, but had its best years behind it. Today, we hear from guest speaker, Reverend Dr. Pete Grasso. He challenges us to remember that no matter where we come from or the reputation of our neighborhood, God is present on your side of the fence and on the other. Here is the First Church Message of the Week. Do you remember those conversations? Can I pull this down slightly? Yep. With Jen back then saying, you need to come to South Dakota. And I said, why? <laughs> <laughs> and yet I've discovered South Dakota to be filled with wonderfully warm, kind, generous people. And so thank you for your hospitality today. Um, would ask your prayers for my country. Today we grieve because one of the pastors to our nation, Archbishop Desmond Tutu, died this morning. Um, And he has been, he has been someone who's accompanied us through some really dark days as a nation and we honor him today. So it's really good to be here. and I have huge respect for the work Jen does. I fill big shoes in being the preacher today. Let me try this question on you. Have you ever had somebody ask you where you come from? Someone who says, where do you live? Obviously, I get this question a lot. But have you had someone ask, where do you live? And when you tell them, you see they don't have a clue where you live. You know that blank look problem? And then you try and overcome it. You can, you can use a nearby marker. You say to them, you know where hy is? Just behind hy or, or or McDonald's, or in my case, If you go to the very tip of Africa, there's my home, which is Cape Town. Some of us want to avoid this question. Some of us come from homes that we would rather not acknowledge. Sometimes we never felt good about the place we grew up in, and so we change the subject. And when people really push us, we take a flying guess and we say, you know that big house with all the lights on? And we leave it there and hope they never go and look at that house. I think there were moments that Jesus felt like this. I imagine a conversation that went something like this. Jesus, where do you come from? Bethlehem. Where? Bethlehem, you know that town six miles south of Jerusalem up in the hills? Never heard of it. That's some of our dilemma because in this history, 2,000 years later, everybody knows about Bethlehem. 
people travel from all over the world to go to Bethlehem. But in the time of Jesus, Bethlehem was one of those little forgotten villages that had a way better history behind it than it had in the time that Jesus lived. Bethlehem began its life as a settlement of Canaanites and in time became a Jewish village. A Jewish village that had some famous people who lived there. Those of you who have read the story of Ruth will know that Naomi, Ruth and Boaz lived in Bethlehem. You might be more familiar with its other famous inhabitant. Bethlehem is the home to King David. King David, who people look at as being the greatest king Israel ever had. King David of Bethlehem. But by the time of Jesus, Bethlehem, a city with a great history and literally no present. Except except there was a prophetic reference in Scripture. And from time to time, people would trip over the words of the prophet Micah, who speaks of Bethlehem. So let me take us to Scripture. I'm taking us to Micah chapter 5. Let's listen. Let's listen to the words of Micah. We're reading from Micah 5. Verses 2 through 5. But you, O Bethlehem Ephrata, who are too little to be among the clans of Judah, from you shall come forth for me one who is to be ruler in Israel, whose coming forth is from old, from ancient days. Therefore he shall give them up until the time when she who is in labor has given birth. Then the rest of his brothers shall return to the people of Israel. And he shall stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God. And they shall dwell secure. For now he shall be great to the ends of the earth and he shall be their peace. Micah, Micah who lived 600 years before Jesus. And it's Micah who tells the people of God that God is not yet finished with Bethlehem. And one day, Another great leader shall emerge. Micah 5, 2, you, O Bethlehem Ephrata, you who are too little to be among the clans of Judah, from you shall come forth one who is to be ruler of Israel. So here's the promise. Just as King David emerged from Bethlehem and became a great leader, Another leader shall emerge, another great king who will shepherd the flock. Micah 5, 4, he shall stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord. So Micah says the forgotten town, 
the town that used to have a history that is nothing now, will produce another leader for the nation. And 600 years later, Jesus is born and Bethlehem has the distinction of producing two great internationally known, internationally loved leaders, David and Jesus. And perhaps if I can leave anything with you, if there's one thought you can take home, for you to hold on to this, that the size of the town, the status of the town, never determines the quality of people who come from it. And from that, if I can leave you two things to take home, which really takes me back to my opening question, where do you come from? And the only answer that you can give, the only wonderfully joyful good news you can take from this is you live, you come from a place where God was to be found. Wherever you were born, God was there giving life to you. And I understand the temptation to be embarrassed about our roots. I am guessing there are moments when you were born in South Dakota and you went to the city and people said, you came from where? And I am challenging you to own it and to love it and to say, I was born at the place God wanted me to be born. God placed me there and God loved me into life. And I am worthy. Never allow anyone to put you down by the place you were born. And never allow that temptation to creep up on you. You know, you might even have wished your parents could have chosen a better address. Or your parents might have chosen a better neighborhood. Maybe today is the day you can own it and say, that's where God gave me life. God was with me there. And you can let go if you've ever felt uncomfortable about your roots. Own them today and give thanks to God. David and Jesus were born in a nothing town called Bethlehem. And God did great things with them. Perhaps if you think the place you were born was a nothing town, be encouraged. God chose to bring you to life there, and God is not finished with you yet. But I'd fail us if I left us there. There is also a challenge in this. As much as we can celebrate where we come from and can know that God gave us life there, I am wanting to challenge us about the way we look at other people and the way we want to label others because of where they come from. And it's in all of us. It gets under our skin. We kind of judge. You guys do it. I've discovered in South Dakota there's East River and West River. <laughs> so you tell me, who's the more cultured, East River or West River? And so we put labels on each other. And, and when you meet somebody, the very first question you ask them is, where do you come from? 
And why do we need to know where they come from? Because then I know how to judge what quality of person you are. Beware of the way we do that. In the US, we have northern states and southern states. Or we have east coast and west coast, which makes us what? No coast. Beware of the way we do that with individuals. The first time we meet someone, we say, who are you? And the only way I can decide who you are is to listen to where you come from. Let me, let me try this with two really famous individuals. The first one I will speak about is the richest man in the world, who is Elon Musk, who is worth $300 billion. It's impossible to compute that. Elon Musk, who invented PayPal, who invented SpaceX, who invented Tesla. Elon Musk was born where? Born in a town called Pretoria, South Africa. Beware of judging somebody by where they come from. That does not define their potential. Let me try another one. Taylor Swift, one of the world's highest paid celebrities. Someone calculated she currently earns a million dollars a day. Again, it's a number you can't compute. She is the female artist with the most charted songs in the United States. Who comes from? West Reading, Berks County, Pennsylvania, population 4,000 people. Beware of judging somebody's potential by where they come from. Because I started with Bethlehem, I'm just going to pick up Bethlehem again. Because today, as internationally famous as Bethlehem is, Bethlehem finds themselves trapped in this debate. There is a huge wall separating Bethlehem from Jerusalem. And some people think that God is present on the Jewish side of the wall and God is not present on the Palestinian side of the wall. And I do want to say to us today, God is on both sides of the wall. All people on earth are God's beloved people. Beware of our temptation to want to say, let's gather my people this side of the wall and let's keep your people that side of the wall. Because you might just be forgetting that God is also that side of the wall. Every place is loved by God and God brings people to life everywhere. Did you notice that promise from the words of Micah? I'm going back to it. Micah 5 verse 4. And he shall stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God. And they shall dwell secure, for now he shall be great to the ends of the earth, and he shall be their peace. The peace of Christmas is not found in gathering my people and keeping your people. The peace of Christmas is found when we accept the Lordship of Christ. 
He shall be their peace. That is the central message of Christmas. It is Jesus who holds us. Jesus, that good shepherd who teaches us how to live peacefully with one another. And the starting place for that peaceful living is when I'm willing to respect that wherever you come from, God brought you to life. And where you are willing to respect that wherever I come from, God brought me to life. That is the starting place of peace on earth. So if I can just try a brief exercise with you for those who are at home, you can do it with each other as well. Are you willing to find someone to talk to for a minute? So just look at someone and say, I'm going to talk to you. Don't make it a threat, make it a, a, a kind of a kind gesture. Find someone to talk to. Say to that person, say to that person, God gave you life. You see, once you've said to somebody else, God gave you life, you're going to have to respect that life because God gave it to them. Maybe you could say to them, no matter where you come from, you're still okay. <laughs> and if that can be the conversation, and those who are at home, and those who are at home, maybe you can say, God is in our home. This is the best place to be. But maybe when you go back to your homes today, those who are here, as you walk in the door, maybe you can say, this is a wonderful place to be because God is here. That, that peace of that first Bethlehem, you can take from worship and speak into your homes. Would you be willing to walk through your door and as you get home to say, this is the best place to be because God is here. And maybe then even to risk it by saying to your family, and you're the best people to be with because God gave you life. Even those family members who irritate the hell out of you. Just, <laughs> just for now, just for now, say to them, even you, even you, God gave you life and I love you. Have I said enough? Does this make sense? And maybe, and maybe not just today, maybe tomorrow and the day after, maybe when you go into the store, you can greet the people who work there with some joy because God gave them life. Maybe when you go to work, you won't be all grumpy because you have to go back to work. You'd actually walk in and say, it's so great to be here. They might look at you and say, what's wrong with you? But, but you know what I'm saying. You might just take some joy into your work and into your play and into your daily life because God has given us all his peace this Christmas. Let's pray for a moment. Lord God, we are grateful for this amazing, fragile gift of life. Our prayer that we might speak your joy and your peace into our world and that through us there might be peace on earth. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for joining us for the First Church Message of the Week. To stay connected, subscribe to this podcast and follow us on Facebook. 
For more information on our church calendar, visit our website at watertownfirst.church. This has been the First Church Message of the Week.